0: You're listening to the Improve Photography Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Do you have big plans for the next year? Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kind in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from the look and feel to the settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code IMPROVE to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Hey everybody, welcome back to the IMPROVE Photography Podcast. I'm excited to have another show for you today. Um, In today's episode, we're going to talk about kind of what your end goal is uh, with photography. What is it that you're trying to accomplish and how to get the most um, out of photography as a hobby, as a profession, or whatever it means to you. Um, It's going to be a little bit more philosophical than often we do uh, with uh, kind of techniques and strategies and and uh, tips for improving your photography. Uh, but today, we just want to talk about how to enjoy photography and get the most out of it. Uh, to talk about today's topics, we have Matt Gavin from the UK and also Chris Mowers uh, from Michigan. Hey, guys. Hi, Jim. Hello. Well, uh, both of you guys write on the website, so I'm sure people have uh, have read the things that you have put out on the, on the site. But... Um, uh, for those who who don't know you real well if you guys could just introduce yourself real quick that'd be great
1: i'm chris mowers um, as jim said I, I read on the website i'm a hobbyist photographer uh, i dabble a little bit in in a lot of different genres of photography but my favorite to shoot is landscape and especially uh, travel based landscape so getting out into different places and shooting cool
2: and uh, hi, I'm Matt Gavin. I'm uh, from the UK, as Jim mentioned. Uh, I'm a hobbyist too. Um, I'm just trying to build a business currently in photography, uh, but really as a hobbyist while keeping the day job going. Um, I, I love shooting all kinds of photography too, so I love um, uh, landscapes and portraiture, uh, wedding photography, um, just getting into a little bit of uh, band and gig sort of photography. So,
0: oh, Awesome. Well, so our topic is, what is your end goal with photography? Um, And I I wanted to talk about this for a few reasons. Um, One is, I think a lot of people have an end goal with photography that they're a little bit afraid to admit. Um, You know, maybe their end goal with photography is, I just want to be popular. I want my photos to be out there in the world and I want to be known um, for this. And that's something that people are usually not willing to admit. Or, uh, you know, you have a successful career and always in the back of your head is maybe I could do this full-time uh, as a photographer. Um, and for others, you know, somebody who's just business-minded, I think some people say, ooh, you know, I love business. I'm going to get into the business of photography. And and really, your end goal with photography is just to enjoy it, is what. And maybe you really shouldn't be in the business of photography, even though it seems fun to start a new business. And so I, I guess this is something we, we just want to talk through in this first segment um, to uh, kind of walk the listeners through this process and and uh, do a little bit of self-discovery in, in each one, one of the listeners to decide kind of what is your end goal with photography and then how is it that you're going to get there? Um, so Chris, if I were going to ask you that question, what do you think your end goal uh, is with photography? Why do you do it?
1: My end goal, at least as I see it right now, is to build a, a secondary source of income for myself through photography. I'm not necessarily setting myself on the full-time pro track uh, but I really would like photography to be uh, both a supplementary income for me but also I, I, I love to travel as I mentioned I, I love to be able to go and experience things and I'd love to see photography enable this for me more so rather than um, having just to pay for tra- travel and all that if I can at least offset some cost uh, or or maybe you know as, as I try to build some photo tours maybe take people places and then I get to go kind of a thing That's that's really where I'm shooting right now.
2: How about you, Matt? Yeah, currently in a, in a similar position to Chris. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I started doing paid work really, and around to uh, build my sort of gear collection. You know, to so sort of get full frame, get the lens lineup I wanted, get all this sort of supporting gear, the modifiers, and everything that I need to really, you know, explore the photography that I wanted to explore. So um i wanted to get into sort of you know portraiture and that kind of things and off-camera flash and that kind of stuff so that's why i started really doing doing you know the odd paid thing here and there it's only in recent years that i've sort of seen the potential as a explored other areas to sort of uh, grow that further um i I do have a job I'm, i'm an engineer i love what i do um so i don't see this necessarily being a sort of career change but you know um I am passionate about building building the business and getting more and more paid work. So I'm 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 open minded to either.
0: One thing that I um, that a lot of people warned me about when I started in photography, because I uh, as soon as I started in on photography, I was definitely interested in the in the business aspect of it, um, either as a you know. A wedding photographer, event photographer, which I did, um, and eventually kind of moved toward the online publishing side of it um, on on improvedphotography.com and Photography News and all the things we do there. Um, And uh, one thing I heard dozens and dozens of times is don't turn this into work as soon as you turn this into a business you're going to start to hate it eventually this is going to you know stop being something you enjoy if you if you turn this into a business and at least for me uh, though I do think that's probably good advice for a lot of people and often is true at least for me that just hasn't happened Um, And I think one reason that that hasn't happened, for me at least, well, I think a couple reasons. One is uh, I I have the good fortune of being able to do a lot of personal work and just stuff that I want to try in photography, not needing to only shoot clients, for example. But I think the um, other part of it is very few photographers spend most of their time doing photography. And so you don't get tired of the photography stuff. You get tired of the other stuff, the marketing or the running the business or the taxes or whatever else. Um, and so I think it's, it's the type of thing where you don't really get tired of the photography because rarely is that the main thing you do um, in, in the business of it. Have you guys found the same to be true, or do you feel like it, it takes a little bit of the magic away when you do uh, when you take the business side of photography on?
2: Um, just per- personally, I uh, haven't really found that during the the photography event. I think you know the photography event's great. You you know you go, you do your work, you interact with the people. Uh, it's a lot of fun, um, and coming back and seeing what you've got, doing the post processing and all that kind of stuff, that doesn't really. Uh, bog me down too much at the moment it's the i find the build up a little bit um sort of stressful i, I suppose or certainly when you're going towards a wedding you know have i got all my gear charged up uh, the batteries charged do i have my all my memory cards packed and on the drive there and things you know have you have you forgot anything um have you communicated well with the client that kind of stuff so so certainly during the event uh no during the event i think um I love what what what's happening in in that day. Um, certainly, the build-up is something that um, yeah starts to play on your mind a lot more when it's sort of meaningful, like a wedding or an event that someone is relying on you heavily to uh, to capture well.
0: How about you, Chris? Do you feel the same way? So I actually really like uh,
1: the aspects of running a business. I, I, I that stuff. I get as excited for a lot of that as I do for photography. What really wears on me though is a lot of the communication required to, to get things moving, especially, especially with a fairly demanding full-time job. And I think that that's, that's where I struggle and where I think, start to think, well, maybe this is not necessarily the right path or I need to rethink my path in terms of getting photography to happen the right way. Is just when that, when you have that communication drain or, or for, for anyone, whatever it is for you in that aspect, that thing, it's just wearing you down that you have to find a system or something to to sort of get past that sort of resistance.
0: So for those that are uh, on the on the business side of photography, I'm guessing that uh, a lot of the things we've been talking about um, definitely uh, click or or sound familiar to them. But many also of our listeners are people who are not interested at all in the business side of photography and will, uh, it will always just be a passion project, uh, no matter how serious they are. Some just hobbyist photographers are way more serious than pro photographers. Um, but uh, it's, you still, I think, need to recognize what your end game is because you may recognize, and I think I'm starting to realize that. Um, your end goal actually isn't to be the world's best photographer. Um, you know, if you are taking this on as a hobby, it's just something you enjoy. If you have a little bit of a competitive spark in you, and I think I have that, I have a bit of a competitive spark in me. Um, if you have that, then often you immediately start saying, I'm going to become the best photographer in my uh, area. And then I'm going to be the best known photographer in my area. And and you're just always wanting to compete with it. And that can be just as discouraging um, as people in the business side of photography who then get bogged down by the business part. Um, So I, I think that's also important to recognize that if your end goal is not to be the world's best photographer, but just to continually improve and just enjoy each step of photography, I think that's also important for uh, each individual to recognize.
2: Yeah, I'll just add to that as well, Jim. I think it's important to, you know, reevaluate that end goal quite often because when I first started in photography, you know, I had no idea what kind of journey I was setting myself up for. I thought, you know, I'll I'd buy a good camera, I'll take some good pictures of my kids, and that that would be kind of it, really. and and year on year as I've learned more and got more embedded in like the photography world as you know to improve photography and other and other online forums, meeting people uh, out in the community, you know my goals change and um, and I could s- certainly see uh, then that you know this could be something that I could make uh, a little bit more lucrative and also a little bit more you know enjoyable swapping the time for for money swapping the time for you know events that you really enjoy and that you could really you know get involved in um and now now that i've done that for a little bit that's kind of you know again time to sort of reassess that goal and say is that something i want to grow or is that something i want to kind of put on the back burner and and go back to enjoying a much more hobbyist approach something i've had to consider
1: as um as developing my my business is How is the customer going to be served? I think that when we think about uh, making money or and and our end goals, I should say, for our photography, we think about what do I want to do? But but it's also important to consider what is this going to give my clients, my customers or the people I'm working with? Uh, And I think when shaping the end goal, that's really important to have in mind. Otherwise, we're not going to have clients or customers.
0: Yeah, I my wife is a fantastic artist. Um and I I'm I am horrible at drawing. I've like I've always been just super bad at it. Like I I you you Cannot distinguish my work from my five-year-old's work. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I'm terrible at drawing. I always have been. Um, and my wife has uh, has done a couple paintings and different things, and she does a great job. And uh, just a, a couple months ago, anyway, we were talking, and we said, you know, maybe we we should go take a, a painting class at night, um, and uh, just once a week, go go learn it. And so we bought a couple things, and we've just been doing a couple little paintings, um, and. I am just really enjoying it because I know for a thousand percent, I will never do anything paid, monetary, financial. I don't want to make this uh, any kind of business at all. Also, because I know I couldn't. And I know that I will never stick out as an excellent painter because, I mean, I just have no skills here. But it's been really enjoyable for me because my end goal with painting is to improve. And that's really all there is to it. I just want to make a painting and then make the next one and see if I can do better the next time and just slowly learn things. Um, And so for hobbyists, uh, I think that can be just a really healthy perspective if if you can really talk yourself into not getting competitive at all, not trying to get the followers, not trying to do anything else. Your goal uh, with with photography or whatever else is just to improve and to enjoy it. Um, and so that's been a really marvelous thing for me. And so if any, uh, especially hobbyist photographers, find yourself um, turning on your competitive streak when you get into photography, maybe you can find a way to turn it off and just enjoy each part of it.
2: Yeah, I've certainly found, uh, Jim, obviously, uh, the more sort of you get into like paid work and into that kind of arena, the less it really becomes about the photography, certainly when dealing with people, it's, it, you know, it's very much you're flexing your almost personality skills a little bit to, to impress those people and very much, you know, your good reviews will be written for you before they even see the, the output of your photography. So, um, so yeah, you, you the kind of photography skills and the photography learning, you do, you do lose a little bit of that and you, you, you kind of try and then to build, you know, you like like chris mentioned earlier around better communication better marketing better better sort of imaging really rather of yourself rather than of, of your photography
0: yeah i heard an interview a long time ago i i can't even remember where it was to give him credit uh, but a long time ago i remember hearing an interview with joel grimes no <laughs> i know who it was it was me <laughs> Joel Grimes was on the improved photography podcast. It just hit me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he was, Joel was on the podcast. That's right. Uh, a long, long time ago. And, uh, and we talked about this and I mentioned that, you know, he he was just super popular, especially then uh, at the time where he was kind of showing this really edgy sports portrait, three uh, three point lighting kind of thing that, you know, is still popular, but was super popular, kind of new on the scene uh, at the time, just that style. Uh, and I was talking to him about this and, and I really liked his perspective that he said, um, that you know he he's been along uh, around the industry long enough to recognize that this is something that's popular today, and in a few years it's not going to be popular anymore. Uh, and he mentioned a couple other things where he had a style that was super popular and really took off, and then a few years later he just kind of noticed, boy, the phone stopped ringing. Um, and people weren't as interested in what he was doing anymore. Um, you know, he's working with commercial clients and stuff and they just kind of stopped calling. And so he had to kind of reinvent himself and, uh, and try new things. And I think that's also important to recognize no matter where you are in the spectrum of, of hobbyist, professional, whatever, um, is that if you want to continue to improve, to enjoy photography for a long, long time, you're probably going to need to continually reinvent yourself, uh, even if it's just a hobby, but just things will change. And so if you don't love the learning new techniques and stuff, it's probably not going to last for you um, in, the, in the photography. If you just kind of want to get super popular and be famous and, and, and do your thing, it probably won't last. You need to continually reinvent yourself uh, if you want to stay on top, uh, if you are doing that competition.
1: I like that idea, too, of, of I, I don't remember where I've heard this, but sort of it's Im- important to aim somewhere, even if that's not where you end up. And that's sort of this, the Joel Grimes conversation, too. It sort of reminds me, I, I'm sure that he, he knew what he wanted to do and he developed his styles. But as those styles changed, those styles weren't the things that he clung to. He wasn't insistent that, no, it should look this way. He didn't tell the world, uh, you're all wrong he was willing to, to have sort of a broader aim and, and willing to adapt in the details.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important as well uh, to recognize whether that is something you want to do. Um, I definitely, you know, in doing portfolio reviews for many years, um, I, I have sometimes seen photographers' portfolios that just, you know, fell a little bit flat, just just uh, not, not quite uh, what, you know, the portfolio wasn't, wasn't representative of the work they'd done in photography. Um, And often I think it's because they did kind of cling to something that that just, hmm, you know, this is probably a mistake and they've just kind of clung to this one style and just needed to to see something different and go a different direction. But also, uh, I really enjoy when I look through especially a hobbyist portfolio, And they're just shooting what they love. Um, You know, they're not going out to these famous, fantastic photography locations uh, where they probably would have just an objectively better image um, in just a more interesting place. But But their focus isn't making the best image. It's their focus is making the best image where I am. Um, you know, they're the kind of photographer that just enjoys going on photo walks and making tiny, you know, finding tiny little interesting patterns in the world and just shooting those. And it's not that they're, they probably could compete by going to these amazing places and making things, but, um, it's a really a neat experience when you see a, a portfolio where uh, that that's just clearly not their aim. They just want to make art uh, and and learn to do better and better where they are with what they have, etc. And I think that's cool.
2: Yeah, I think just to add to that, Jim. <coughs> excuse me. It's um it's quite easy to um when you're doing sort of you know when you make the end goal sort of a financial you know career kind of choice. You can fall into the trap of of not really doing you know different things and stretching yourself. You know when you do a wedding, you do the same lighting setups, you do the same poses, you do the same sort of stuff. Um, so it's all, it's good to maybe have a sort of a dual a dual goal in that respect, and still still sort of flex those of creative muscles with with things that perhaps you're not doing as part of the the day job, as it were. Um, uh, in terms of getting your photography career off the ground, and certainly something I find is I learn. A lot more outside of doing like a wedding of things I can then apply within the wedding that's different, or within the you know the paid portrait work or whatever that's that's different because you've actually gone away and tried something different uh, elsewhere. So that's certainly a trap to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, another one that um, uh, another trap that I think people fall into, and and I have as well is i i often hear photographers just super negative on the the gear acquisition syndrome and uh, people focusing too much on the technical stuff um I mean, that, that's something we hear constantly is to not fall into that. And, and I guess sometimes sometimes I totally understand that, first of all, uh, where a photographer is trying to get better, trying to improve, and they're worried about chromatic aberration. It's just like, oh man, this isn't even, it, pr- trust me, it's not the chromatic aberration that's holding this photo back, you know? It's just not, just doesn't have good lighting, you know? So it's easy to fall into that, but... But also, there are a lot of photographers, and to some extent, me, part of me at least, um, and I think a lot of others, um, who just enjoy the technical stuff. It's fun. I, I like reading about new cameras and l- reading the reviews and seeing what they're doing, even though I realize it's not my camera you you know, that's you know has two more megapixels that's going to make me a better photographer. I get that, but it's fun. I read about a new laptop that's introduced too, even if I'm not really buying a laptop. It's just interesting to me. It's kind of a hobby. The tech stuff is just kind of a hobby to me. And so um, I, I guess another Just suggestion I'd have for what it's worth is if that's you, if you just really enjoy the technical stuff, don't let anybody, uh, suck the fun out of the way you want to enjoy photography just because, uh, they see that as, you know, as a, as a trap, something that's going to hold you back. You may recognize that and know that's not what's holding you back, but you still just love the technical stuff. And I just want to give people permission that that's okay if that's how you want to enjoy it.
1: Yeah
2: we, all, is, yeah we all love buying gear
0: <laughs>
1: well and gear is a is a healthy part of the equation right I, I mean I think that it's easy to dismiss gear I Jim I think I remember you you talking a while ago about um, was it you were shooting with someone's d3200 or something like that and yeah. it was like what's wrong what's wrong with these pictures yep yeah so so it's um, you know I, I think definitely if people are gonna fall off on one side of the, the horse or the other they tend to fall off on the I need the newest greatest uh camera but but definitely you can fall on the other side either and and to say that you know gear doesn't matter or that we shouldn't know what's out there is is maybe an overstatement also
0: yeah and if you just love reading mtf charts and and studying the sharpness of lens and stuff and it's just cool to you enjoy it that way it's okay totally i, I yeah we we should all realize that is probably not what's holding your gear back or or your photos back but that doesn't mean you have to stop doing it you can just enjoy photo photography that way some people are just tech nerds and it's okay to enjoy it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we need them
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) all right in the second half of the show we're going to talk a little bit about uh, for those of you who do want to press into uh, the the making money from your photography um, and delving into the business side of photography but before we do that we want to take just a second and thank our sponsor support for today's show comes from squarespace Eight years ago when I started improvephotography.com is one of my very first websites and it completely changed my life when I started to see people coming to the website and it ended up becoming my business. If you're ready to start your own new business, why wait until the new year to set your plans into action? The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace has beautiful templates and is really easy to just turn on and make your idea come to reality. They have beautiful templates. Really, anybody could do it. If you just go to squarespace.com and you can start your own website with your custom domain name, you know, your, whatever your website is called, .com. You can get your custom name and make it look professional right from the gate. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code IMPROVE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code IMPROVE. So Matt and Chris, both of you guys are doing photography on the side um, and wanting to supplement your income um, and and do some on the business side. Now, Chris, you're working more on the on the education side, doing um, excursions and stuff with the photographers, and Matt, you're doing uh, weddings and and more portrait. Um, uh, portrait and event kind of photography. Um, first of all, you know there are a lot of different aspects you can take with the paid um, paid side of photography between uh, education online, education in person, or or excursions and trip planning. Uh, doing portrait photography, event photography, commercial photography, product photography, stock photography. There's so many different aspects to go after. Why have uh, each of you, maybe I'll t- toss this to Chris first. Why did you select the area that you did?
1: So as I, I've i said a couple of times, I just, I love going places and I'm, I'm very passionate about, um about the area that I live in. Um, You know, we, here, here in Michigan, Again, we sort of we have people that love it and people that try to get out. And I've always been the the one that loves it. And and I think that I just I want to share these places with people. I go, you know, my wife and I will go travel and we'll take pictures and I just want more people to see these things. So for me, the formula has been, okay, I love doing this, but it's expensive and I would love to get more people here. Can I can I make that perfect world for myself where I get to travel and I get to bring people and it could at least in part, you know, support me and support my family and so that's that's what motivates me to to walk the path that i'm walking
0: okay and matt how about you
2: yeah almost almost by accident i think jim i i, I kind of used used um the offer of uh photography work you know for free in the early days to just build my skills build my experience um, and just really get to know what i i'm going to enjoy in that kind of world so i offered I offered photography services like you know quite generally to just just out into the world via social media that kind of thing and just got uh, all kinds of things uh, where people just wanted photography for for free ultimately in the early in the early days so I shot a uh, for example I shot some portrait stuff and some sort of engagement shoots in the early days uh, I shot some maternity shoots some family shoots that kind of thing uh, really just to build my skills and it developed from there I got Kind of recommendations through the the unpaid work um so uh, by accident i think i fell into the the event portrait um or wedding type of arena um and, and really uh, you know i found aspects of that work that i that i really loved certainly um working with people uh, you know the the one-on-one sort of aspects with some of the people um and and just being able to try things out through those different forums give you give you an excuse to uh to experiment a little bit um and you yeah, know that's proved proved fairly fairly successful and uh really what 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 drove me to carry on down that path was was again the the gear nerd in me that want that wanted to buy the the top end gear the, the good uh-huh. gear the, the fun stuff the drones the 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 uh the things like that so so yeah, really by accident, um, and I guess I haven't really taken uh, stock on that at this stage and said, you know, do I want to, tr- you know, forcefully change that path into something similar to what Chris is doing, or a more a landscape um, sort of uh, focused photography? So, so yeah, that's kind of how I've got where I've, where, I'm, where I am really.
0: Yeah, and and for me, um, I guess. I just enjoy the business of, of doing online business. Uh, I have mentioned on the show before. I I run a, a lot of different websites. I got into dirt biking last year, and so I made DirtBikePlanet.com. And uh, when I had a boat a few years ago, I made PontoonGuide.com. Um, and and we have CabinFreedom.com and KnifeUp.com is kind of outdoors gear and stuff. And I just I love uh, blogging and, and podcasting, YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, so I just I love creating media and so that's uh that's definitely what pushed me to this side of businesses i just love working on the computer and creating media and putting things out there and and letting the entire world get to those resources i just think it's so cool and so um for me that was it was kind of a given the direction i would take and, and photography's been a long time passion of mine um, and so uh, it, it became uh one of those websites uh so i i think it was more the the style of business that i that I loved first, and then you know because I was doing photography it made sense to uh to make websites about it and so I've, I've really enjoyed that where did where did both of you wh- what is the the best resource you've had or the the most success the easiest thing you've had uh, for getting that business wh- what has worked the best for you to get business
1: so for me it's it's been just to remember to ask. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll think about where could we go, or where might there be people that would benefit from the services we're trying to provide. And then, and then sometimes with these institutions, like we we've been working with libraries and, and talking to some other groups, it just feels like, oh, there's no way that they will ever go for this. Or it'll you'll think like, who am I? I don't know. I get imposter syndrome pretty bad. If you guys know what that is, like yeah. I always feel like, do do I really belong? Like, look at all these. People who are better photographers than me, or whatever it is, and so I'm like you know what, I'm just gonna ask. The worst they can say is no. My pride might be hurt for a day. I'll move on. And and actually, that has yielded for me most of what I've done so far. Asking for like referrals, people,
0: or just asking or no, people, just, just
1: just contacting people and saying, "Hey, we're doing this thing. Could we could we work together?" Um, and and people get really excited about photography, especially if you make the case right. Give me an example uh, of that. that that's been so, so so like working working with um, our local library it was that was sort of the the first thing that we did and um we, we were talking about uh, my wife and I who were doing this together we were talking about could we could we walk around our downtown and 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 but based it in the library and the library has some programming but it's it's just it's not really it's like you know how to learn microsoft excel and and things things like that and it was just kind of off off the wall Uh um and but not only not only were people uh excited about or not only were they interested they were they were genuinely excited and in fact some of the librarians even like we were able to to discuss and collaborate and they knew needs um that that i i hadn't anticipated in terms of like the type of people that are going to be there and what their level of of sort of technical experience is and, and even you know things like their walking ability and things like that so um that's probably the the best one that i I can talk about there are some that we're working on that are not final yet. So I I can't really, (laughs) I don't want to be like secretive, but um, yeah, but there are some others, others too, that um, there's just like, I never would have thought to ask, but, but I did. And it, you know, worked out.
2: How about you, Matt? Uh, I I kind of find the, for me, the, the biggest things word of mouth. um, And I guess I supplement that mostly at the moment uh, with Facebook uh, sort of marketing um, obviously the, the news about how Facebook's changed the algorithms to, to sort of limit the reach. I have seen a, certainly seen a drop in, uh, in, in traffic in that regard, but, um, it still, still works as a pretty good tool. And, um, yeah, only, only last week I shot a wedding that was actually someone I'd never met that was recommended by an old, old friend who I haven't seen for about sort of 20, 25 years, um, you just see my work on Facebook so obviously you're connected to people on Facebook that that you almost don't you forget you're connected to and so the reach can be quite quite good I find uh, to, to sort of bolster the word-of-mouth promotion and um, so I've got I've got a website as well you know the investment in a website uh, I thought would be would bring work that's not not really I think brought the brought the level of, of sort of work my way that I expected um, Perhaps my website skills and CEO skills have got a little bit to uh, of work to do on that side of things but yeah so Facebook's been a brilliant resource in terms of just getting getting out there quite easily really and quite 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 cheaply on on that regard.
0: uh-huh yeah yeah it can be can be a good resource uh, especially on the paid ads of paid side of Facebook. I really really don't like Facebook as a company. Um, not somebody I support at all. Um, I think they've done a lot to hurt small businesses over the years. Um, and also, I, I think it's just not good for mental health to be on social media like that all the time. Um, study after study just keeps showing uh, the negative aspects of that. And so, I don't love Facebook as a company, but uh, I, their paid ad platform is, is, is tough to beat.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. Not- not dabbled in the in the paid ads really I've I've purposely tried to avoid it for similar reasons Jim you know I don't I don't appreciate like the lack of support really I guess for a small business but um, certainly without even without the paid ads that's the kind of you know you do get the referrals through there so Uh almost through your own network Um, I I think it's surprising how much your own network actually spreads out in the the world and so yeah so I've picked up work uh, through that through that is my most sort of successful resource I think yeah and
0: and you know i you may no hundreds of people uh, who are friends, you know, the kind of people you would stop in the grocery store and say hi to, but you just don't have any contact with anymore. You know, you you can't, you can't keep up with that many people. And so for a photographer that's largely working off your personal network, uh, you know, your personal Facebook page is tough to beat because it allows you to contact all those 900 people and stay top of mind. Um, You know, they are friends, but people you wouldn't otherwise have contact with. So it certainly makes sense for that kind of thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Although the the word right now too is that um, Facebook is going to analyze personal posts in the same way now that it's analyzing posts from pages. So so your ability to sell from a from a personal page may may diminish in the same way that um, that a small business page is.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the new. And not not to get too far off topic, but I, because I know this does impact a lot of photographers, I I think that's the problem uh, with Facebook. Facebook's Algorithm has always been based off interaction with your post. Uh, if you can get people to comment and like um, on your post, then it's more likely to show to other people. If people just read it and move on, then they're less likely to show that post to others. Um, and so, and also, if it's a link uh, to somewhere, it's heavily penalized because they want to keep people on Facebook. And I believe that was a fatal flaw um, in Facebook Because when you get on there, everything is so in your face. Um, you know, just a nice post about, you know, a close friend of mine, uh, who just, you know, had a good day, posted something, uh, you know, whatever, a nice picture, putting his kids to bed or something. you know, maybe doesn't get a whole lot of likes. And so it doesn't show up and well, that's my best friend. I actually do care about that, you know? <laughs> um, and, yeah. but it doesn't show up cause it didn't get a lot of likes. So if, if things aren't controversial and in your face and really shocking, they don't show up. And so. What it ends up being is you get on there and everything's just in your face, uh, kind of flashy stuff. Um, and I really think that's bad for mental health to be seeing that if it's not a girl in a string bikini, uh, that walking down the beach, then it's not going to show up on Facebook. It has to be something shocking, um, or it doesn't get that interaction and it won't show up consequently. And so what it used to be where you could interact with friends and, uh, personalities that you knew and liked, um, it's not now unless they're making really flashy over the top kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I find well, you've been, Having help, go ahead, Matt. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I find uh, to help that sort of situation. So, if you do a wedding, there's a, there's a lot of buzz around the wedding. You need to you need to almost populate your social media really soon after that event, like at least with some you know sneak preview reviews and stuff. Where 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 the people at the wedding are all still really engaged with that with that event. Well, um, that's a very good tip. So, otherwise, I do find that you know the longer the, you leave that, and that we're talking like hours, really. You know, an extra uh-huh. hour leaving that can actually really i've, I've seen a certainly a trend in, in diminishing sort of um interaction with that post um just just because you want to kind of strike while people are still really excited about that event and really really sort of up for talking about it and i do see that that, that does help uh that regard but uh, yeah i I've, I've certainly see Uh, your point on on things that are in your face (laughs) yeah that's a fantastic
0: point matt you know i hadn't thought about that Uh, but yeah i mean anytime you see a friend getting married of course they're going to post a photo uh and i guess what you're saying is as the wedding photographer your job is to make certain the couple does not post a cell phone photo like you should have a nice photo that you get off your camera and and airdrop it to their phone or something and say hey tonight when you post post this post a good one you know yeah. and if you tag me it wouldn't hurt you know
2: yeah, well, well I, I i certainly like you know get home from the wedding download the card i'll do some some real quick sort of edits you know preset edits in lightroom and you know and i'll pick I'll, I'll quickly skim skim for what you know what i believe would be the best shots from the day from obviously the memory of the day and i try and get them out there you know if not that day then certainly the day after um and then you do get a lot more interaction in terms of people tagging people and and people sharing that post and uh, liking it and commenting on it.
1: Something I do, uh, of course, this would be this would maybe hard, be hard to pull off at an event. Um, but the, the kind of events I'm doing where I'm it's, it's photography centric, uh, I, I go old fashioned and I just whip out the sign up pad and I give them to sign up for my e- email list with a paper and a pencil. I know it's crazy, uh, but it, I it's remember seeing actually, one of those. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean you you <laughs> you, you cuz I don't want to send them to the I mean I give them our website but I don't want to just send them to the website and hope they sign up. I'm like let me seal the deal right now. Uh get you into the list, you know, and and that that has been, you know, we've we've been able to, it's still a fairly small email list, but considering that we've built it up mostly face to face, those are those are good leads. Those are people that will, will come back, you know.
0: Yeah, I've talked to so many people who started um very successful workshop businesses by just doing tons of free photo walks in their city and putting it in the you know community events uh, calendar and stuff and just getting people to those photo walks, taking emails while you're there and just say hey you know we're gonna do other events and stuff and then you email them a couple times when you're going out and then eventually you say hey we're you know we're gonna go do this excursion it's gonna be a Friday and Saturday cost $500 and we'll take you to this place. You know that people can drive to, it's not a big deal. And then, you know, you got 20 people paying 500 bucks for an overnight uh, photography uh, tour somewhere. It's easy to get started. You know, it's just a one night thing. You're not traveling far uh, for the workshop instructor. And I think that's a fantastic way to, to dip your feet in and, and get started uh, building that customer list. Well, in every episode of the podcast, we like to share a doodad of the week. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. I wanted to share a book that I read. Um, I'm a little bit of a reading maniac lately, uh, but I read one the other day that has just really impacted me. I've been thinking a lot about it. In fact, this is one of very few books that as soon as I finished it, it automatically deleted itself. So I re-downloaded it in Audible and just started listening again. Uh, The book is called The Big Leap from Gay Hendricks. The Big Leap um, and it's, it's really about the, the first segment that we had kind of your end goal with photography, uh, this is kind of just, what's your end goal in life. And especially with business, uh, whatever your career is, um, even if it has nothing to do with photography, just, he talked a lot about kind of, um, you may find something that you're good at and can accomplish well. Um, you're very competent at, and that kind of becomes your career because you're competent in that thing but it's not really your zone of genius. It's not like when you get talking about this, you get super excited and you're just fantastic at doing this one other thing. Um, And a lot of people get trapped in a career where they're very competent and may even get accolades and stuff, but it's just not their zone of genius. Um, And boy, as I listened to that, a lot of it just really uh, rung true to me. And I saw some things I can do uh, to to more closely to be better fulfilled that way. And so definitely one that I recommend, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's on Audible or wherever uh, if you want to read the physical book or whatever you choose. Matt, what do you have?
2: Yeah, so I've got something uh, quite low-key really, but something I find really useful. It's the uh, PowerPax 12AA Battery Caddy. Now These are are something you can get in uh, all kinds of colors. I've got a green one and a red one. Uh, and it's just really to put your fresh batteries in the green one and your spent batteries in the red one one thing doing weddings events and things when you're swapping out you know flash batteries from your speed light and things that i was finding i was getting home all the batteries were in different pockets and just you know a little problem but it was driving me crazy so these are these are you know i've got the uk price of about 11 pounds which is probably i guess around 15 dollars, i would say and um, this, this port that you can put twelve 12 double eight batteries in this. Uh, you can keep all your fresh ones together and all your spent ones together. It just, it just seems to, um, stop that annoying little problem where you're losing batteries and find them in different pockets of your camera bag.
0: Very handy. Chris, how about you?
1: So I've got the, the, from Yongnuo, the YN360. This is an led light wand and there's a version two out now, but I have the version one. Um, uh, it can be battery-powered or you can plug it into to an adapter. Uh, it's it's color temperature adjustable, so it's got white and you can go uh, over a range of, of white temperatures. And then also it does have uh, RGB LEDs, so you can set colors too. I don't use that as much, uh, although it can be kind of fun to play with. But um, there are two two things I really love this for. So first of all, it's, it's pretty portable. It's really easy to carry around with you. And so uh, in a situation where you don't really want to deal with the whole speed light on a monopod, and all that but you're going to be somewhere where it'd be nice to get a little boost of light uh it's good it's good for that we went to um a, a festival a few weekends ago where there were snow carvings and and ice sculptures and it was at night and some of them are under these like horrible sodium vapor lights and all that and it's nice just to be able to adjust the color temperature on the fly and and just sort of boost those photos up a little bit uh the other thing and this is kind of goofy but the other thing that i really love it for is honestly if i'm taking pictures with my iphone to be able to have something on hand that can just, like, help me out <laughs> and not use the, the little on-phone uh, on flash. Is, is, it's nice to have that around just for sort of, you know, spur-of-the-moment kind of photos. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, guys, it was great to have you on the, on the podcast. Um, I guess we'll toss this to, back to you, Chris, first. Where can people find your work online?
1: So guidedphoto.com is, is our photography tours website uh, and also mowersphotography.com is is sort of our main our main page awesome
0: and matt uh
2: yeah so facebook's probably the best place but I, my website is 54photography.co.uk
0: awesome well uh, again good to talk with you guys enjoy seeing your uh, writings on improved photography and we'll catch you in the next episode